We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Sunday Live Rankings Update. Spreads, DraftKings picks, a full injury report. Then we shall be getting to your questions. And we have the rules of the questions. Garyan's not here today. Garyan was just like, you know what? It's Thanksgiving. I'm going to take every day ever off. And I'm not going to be here anymore. He'll be back next week, though, I think. I mean, if he comes back from wherever the hell he's at right now, I assume he's still asleep, which would be nice. I'm not going to lie to you. I hope you all... Had a very happy Thanksgiving, and I hope the Thursday games went really well for you, and we had a fantastic time watching them. I do want to let everyone know if they want to get into a draw for 20 DK dollars, easy way to do so. Smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, not the live chat, the comment section, and tell me who you think the slate breaker for the Week 13 DraftKings Millionaire Maker is going to be. So you get into a draw for 20 DK bucks. You want to get into a draw for 60, 60 DK bucks. You have to go to the audio podcast. You subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. You download the episodes. You leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, and something that you enjoy about the show. And boom, you're in the draw for 20, or sorry, 60 DK bucks. The winners will be announced Monday, that is tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern time. 
on the DraftKings YouTube channel, the Pat Mayo Experience Facebook page, wherever you download the show. You can, I mean, you can listen to it after the fact, too. If you win, you still win. You don't need to be watching live. But if you watch live, you can find out right away if you win. Or just check your DraftKings account. That works, too. Anyway, that's what we're going to be doing. Joining me on the line to break all of this down and take your questions, someone who not often am I envious of their night, but last night I was. It is Tim Andergast. Tim Andergast. That is not my name. Tell us about your night. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, I went to a concert for the first time in forever. Uh, you can t- I can tell because my hearing is still not even close to back to normal. That's how loud it was. Uh, and I met a listener of the show who loves the Sunday show. So if you're out there, thank you for your kind words. It was a great night. I got to see a cover of The Band, which yeah. is one of the most underrated groups of the 20th century. I, I don't know if they're the most underrated. I mean, people love The Last Waltz. And that's what it was. It was the playthrough of The Last Waltz start to finish. It was tremendous. It's the 50th anniversary of that album. I think it's one of the top 10 albums of the 20th century as well. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my evening. Uh, But again, you know, I go out four times a year to something outside of uh, like a friend's place. And this was one of those evenings. So uh, when they like did the mock-up, did they like have their outfits tailored to look like the band? Yes, they looked like it. The fellow who did Robbie Robertson even had his Stratocaster designed to look just like a Stratocaster from the movie. It's uh, it, it was uh, a a one material. I was uh, thrilled to have been there. So uh, was there some guy who came out dressed as Neil Young and taped like a Coke rock to the inside of his nose for his performance? <laughs> somebody joked about that, but there was somebody, of course, who came out dressed like Neil Young to do Neil Young's song. Someone dressed just like Bob Dylan to do Bob Dylan's song. Uh, it, it was great. It was it was truly, truly fantastic. And I mean, if someone recognized you there, do they think you were some sort of local celebrity invited you up on stage to perform as, I don't know, <laughs> the big bopper? <laughs> no, I don't know if they played Chantilly Lace at uh, at that concert. Uh, I, it was it was great. Like it was it's a place of the city I don't go to very often because I don't go downtown very often. And it was loud and fun. And I was in a crowd. But you know, it's not the sort of thing I could do every Saturday. But for once, uh, once every now and then, it was it was a great time. And I mean, the music, if, you're, if anyone out here isn't hasn't heard the last waltz, they should go. Uh, they should go listen to it. Yeah, or just go watch the just go watch the movie, the Martin Scorsese movie, the last. I've waltz. probably seen it fifteen times. Yeah, so there you go. It's probably cursed by this point, but better than the Irishman. Put it that way. Oh, did you watch the Irishman? <sighs> Unfortunately, really, I, I still haven't watched it. Isn't it like four hours long? Yep. I mean, all his movies are. They're all way too long. Uh, so this is no different, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's not a great watch, in my opinion. I didn't particularly like it as much as others. All right, let's start with the Fantasy Five to kick off. You ready for this? Yep. Okay. Would you play Sterling Shepard or Scorin McLaurin? I think I would McLaurin. play. I think I would play McLaurin. Sterling Shepard this week without Golden Tate or Evan Ingram. I, I, I get your point. I still would play McLaurin. I think he's a safer option. Okay. Uh, would you play Sammy Watkins? Snell, Daryl Williams, or Cortland Sutton? I would play Cortland Sutton. I would play Sutton as well. Okay. Would you play Sterling Shepard or D.D. Westbrook? There I would play Shepard. I would play Shepard as well. Uh, Will Fuller or James Washington? Uh, I guess Fuller. I guess Fuller too. You die, although I'm entirely concerned about the New England secondary. Well, I, one would assume that they put, uh, they put uh, uh, their corner on... Uh, on Hopkins and just try attempt to bracket uh, Fuller, but I don't know how effective that's going to be. 
All right. So the, I guess the last one, would you start DeAndre Hopkins or Miles Sanders? I would still start Hopkins. Uh, I would still start Hopkins. I still think he's, he's, he's still amazing. Yeah. I, I get why people don't want to play him. Sure. But the Patriots haven't gone up against many like top tier number one with a bullet wide receivers this season. So this would be an interesting challenge for them. All right, so that's it for the question and answer period until we get to the actual question and answer period. Towards the end, let's go over some injuries, all right? Sure. All right. Let's see here. Oh, no, now it's kicking me out of my injury report. Week 13, running back injuries. We just got news that Matt Breda is not going to play this week. That was just reported. He joins Jordan Howard, James Conner, Marlon Mack, and Damian Williams. Chris Thompson, Derrick Henry, and Chase Edmonds all appear like they're going to be in. No real breaking news there i guess the wide receivers are probably a bit more of an issue i guess the golden tate one's interesting so there's no golden tate and there's no evan ingram that means that sterling Shepard is going to move from the outside back to the inside so slayton and latimer can actually play on the outside and we've seen throughout the course of the years i don't know if it's going to translate with daniel jones but sterling Shepard's numbers have been vastly improved when he plays the slot versus the outside you'd think they'd be throwing it a lot in this game but if the weather in new york is anything like the weather here which apparently it is and like it is down most of the eastern seaboard that uh you probably don't want to be playing a ton of guys in any of these games it's freezing rain like you can barely yeah. walk i absolutely adore barkley this week uh there's no other giant i need to get in i mean remember people have to remember the packers rush defense is is trash uh, and so the giants should be feeding barkley a ton in this game he should run right through them that's their best chance to keep this game close. I think so, too. Uh, that's the heavily, most heavily cited bet game of the week. I actually bet the Giants plus six and a half. Only no, I bet, I bet the Packers only because I think it's got to get to the full seven, seven and a half before I could back New York. But uh, I was unimpressed with the Packers. I mean, listen, other than San Francisco, everyone in the NFC has profound flaws. So there's no team like up over and above anybody else. Of course, Green Bay, Green Bay could lose or, or struggle in this game. I just, I mean, it's a concern on two fronts. So you have the weather concern, which would probably keep the scoring down. It's just going to be hard to run routes if it's like a sheet of ice uh, on the field. And if all of the money is on one side, like this game actually dropped to six at one point during the week. Like it does seem like the books are taking a hedge on the Giants. Oh, I think so. Too. I, I totally get it. I mean, the Niners didn't show any life. <clears throat> sorry, the Packers didn't show any life last week against the Niners. And the Giants are in un- have, have position players and skill position players who should be performing better than they are. You, you add mix that to uh, freezing cold outdoor weather and uh, crazy things can happen. Yeah. So right now, 86% of the money is on the Packers. 96% of bets are on the Packers. That's not great. If you have the Packers. Did I lose Tim? Oh, Tim's gone. Tim took a hike here. All right, I'll go over the rest of the injury report while we attempt to get Tim back. Probably the, the bad weather knocked out all of his power, and now we can't talk anymore. Anyway, it looks at receiver. I was on mute. Sorry, I didn't realize I was on mute for a second. You put yourself on mute? I didn't mean to, but I did. So we've gotten to the point where you didn't know how. I clicked know the how... hot key by accident. I thought I was clicking the, see, because next to the mute audio, they have. I realized they have the links for the hot keys. So I was trying to use the hot key for something else. And I, I, I used the wrong one. So I guess the big question comes down to, in your season-long lineups, like, honestly, it's probably not going to make that big of a difference. If you have someone like Devontae Adams, then you're going to play Devontae Adams. You're not going to sit him for 
some like the you're not going to send him for Pharaoh Cooper this week just because no, Pharaoh Cooper is not. playing indoors. However, when it pertains to your DraftKings lineup, I do think this is something you should be looking at. I, I agree with you. I, I like I said, I think the only player that I must have in that game is Barkley. He's, he's the value is incredible on him. Outside of that, there's not a whole lot of players that I, I'm desirous to have. I mean, you might be able to put together a Packer stack that a lot of people have, but it's pricey. So I, I would probably veer away from it. And if you try to create one with Daniel Jones, you're just cruising for a bruising. So it's best to steer clear of this game outside of Barkley. Uh, Daniel Jones has actually been far superior on the road this season as opposed to home. The only bad game, like fantasy-wise, that he's actually played on the road was that game against the Patriots. Yeah, that, 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 I mean, that was a short game and against the Patriots. So we sort of can uh, can give him some leeway on that. Give him a pass? You're willing to give him a pass? You know, it was like his second career start, and it was at Foxborough on a short uh, short day. So I guess the other guy in this game, if you're because tight end all of a sudden has completely opened up this week. So I guess, do, I mean, do you have any particular thoughts on tight end on DraftKings of who you should play? It's an interesting position, like you said. So when I went through to put my lineup together, I wasn't sure which way I was going to go. I ended up going with Ryan Griffin. You know, I don't really believe in him. You went with, I see, Ryan Griffin, I, I can, I don't want to say I guarantee that no one's going to own Ryan Griffin. But it's one of these situations where I think that you pay up all the way to the top. You get Kelsey. I think that Waller's in a really nice spot as well. Like, Waller's taking a significant downturn on the year. But a lot of that had to do with the rise of Hunter Renfro. Now Hunter Renfro is not playing the rest of the season, or at least not this week, with a punctured lung. Doubt we see that guy again. He hasn't played year. well. He hasn't played well in like a month and a half. I'm not going to buy him. He hasn't played well in four weeks, and it completely correlates to an increase in market share for Hunter Renfro. So this would be a nice bye week on Darren Waller because everyone's kind of off him because he's had so many bad weeks in a row. This is a game where they expect to be playing catch-up. You can throw on Kansas City over the middle, less so on the outsides. That would be the case for him. Or I think of all the top-end guys, like Hunter Henry might be the play at $5,800. Again, it just it's a situation where you can get – Hunter Henry at lower ownership than usual, and against Denver, it seems like a pretty good matchup. But all the cheap guys, like if you want to afford McCaffrey this week and you want to afford Barkley and a top-end receiver, I think you have to look at these low-end guys like Tyler Higby without Gerald Everett against Arizona is 2500 bucks. He's the min. Fair enough. I-, I elected not to pay for receivers this week. Really? At all. Yeah. I think the most expensive receiver I have is 5200 Really? So that means you have three super expensive running backs. Uh, I have two super expensive running backs and like a marginally expensive quarterback and a marginally expensive defense. And you use Ryan Griffin. How much is Ryan Griffin? Like 4,200 bucks? 4,300 bucks. All right. So I think you can go to Higby if you want to pay down. And in that Giants game, Caden Smith is there, caught the touchdown last week, had six targets, ran of his snaps, he ran routes on 98% of them. Uh, I don't love the weather in that game, but still, it's a tight end. They're shorter dot passes. I think he was like 5 for 17 in a touchdown. So he's not like wandering deep downfield, but he's $2,900. Do either of those two guys do anything for you? Because I actually do like Higby, and I, I don't think I'm going to be alone in that. I guess. I don't hate either of them, but like I said, I think at tight end, <clears throat> I would probably be inclined to spend a little bit more money than that. I like... You mentioned Henry. I think Andrews, for example, is a better buy than Henry. I don't mind Andrews at all in this game. Uh, you know, I don't hate Goddard either. I think the Dolphins are well, the Dolphins aren't good against anybody, but they aren't good against tight ends. And there's a little cheaper play than with Ertz. You know, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. If he does, how active will he really be? I think Goddard's a pretty good buy too. 
So yeah, he's forty one hundred dollars. He's on the more expensive side of like the cheapos. He's not as expensive. Like, why would you play? Like, would you have more confidence in Ryan Griffin over Dallas Goddard? I, I think it's a relative coin flip actually between them. But I, I'm going to take Griffin only because there's a slight bit of security knowing that he's the primary tight end. And for whatever reason, uh, Super Bowl Sam seems to really enjoy throwing the ball to Griffin when they get down close. I mean, the, the Jets are up against an 0-11 team, and they're looking forward to winning their fourth straight game and, and looking fantastic. So having a piece of that offense isn't terrible. Uh, they're looking forward. You're not looking forward to it, though, because you think you're going, they're going to lose this game to Cincinnati. No, I'm afraid. At, at least, like, that's how you're acting. I'm afraid they're going to. I'm losing sleep about it. That's it's pathetic. And then after tonight, we win, and then I'll start thinking about the Dolphins game because then we'd have a chance to win five in a row. So you can beat you can beat a combine you can win a combined five games in a row with a winning percentage of the opposing team of two hundred point. Now we need those five straight wins to have good mo because then we have Baltimore on a Thursday night, and then you'll lose by five hundred points. Maybe, or we find the way to unpick the lock and uh, and beat the Ravens. Okay, so the the Browns can beat them. The Jets can beat them. So these are the two guys below $3,000. The guys above, and Goddard, who you mentioned, because I wouldn't play Ertz on DraftKings. If you want to stomach that and stomach the risk that comes along with him, A, I mean, you'll know if he's playing or not by the time that lock happens. But even if he's active, what if they get up by 14 and he doesn't score the touchdown? He might not play the rest of the game, right? Absolutely. So I think it's just you just want to avoid that situation. So the other two would be on the other side of the ball. Gesicki continues to get looks. He's 3,600. You'd think the Dolphins would be down in this game for a lot. Or, I mean, the guy who was the very obvious choice at the beginning of the week, and you probably shouldn't talk yourself out of him. I, the best play on the slate is probably Jack Doyle at $3,300. A very reasonable price. He and John U. Smith are the same price. I think I prefer Smith, but Doyle Why, is good well, Can we bet that? Can we bet John U. Smith versus Jack Doyle? We we can. I mean, I think it's a coin flip. It's not. I, I don't think it's a coin flip. So you but have John who's got John is in the better offense with a better quarterback right now and a team that's playing better. Uh, but I totally get Jack Doyle too. I, I think they're both reasonable plays. Just if you, you had to ask me, who would I take? I, I would I would take Smith. Yeah, I would say it's Doyle. It's not even close. Like, well, obviously it is close, and so are the Masters at DK think so too. Well, I mean, they priced this when it looked like Eric Ebron wasn't on injured reserve. <laughs> I mean, I think if they were able to reprice it, I don't think Doyle would be that much more expensive. Oh, he'd definitely be in the four thousand. So you have a situation in this Titans. You have this in this Titans Colts game where you have Johnny Smith, who's the fifth receiving option on his own team, and you have Jack Doyle, who might be the number one receiving option on his own team. There's no T.Y. Hilton. There's no Eric Ebron. There's no Devin Funches. It doesn't look like Paris Campbell is going to play, but he might. But he's not the one going to be taking all the targets away. Like you have. One guy in this offense is going to catch passes on a consistent basis. That's going to be Jack Doyle. If I put Doyle in my lineup, it does open me up some cash. Here. You should probably take John U. Smith since he's the same price and you think he's better. Yeah, but then if I put Doyle in, like you said, and then try to block some of the people out. Who are you trying to block out? People in this double up league. Well, I mean, gonna... well, everyone's probably going to have Jack Doyle. Then I'd have $6,300 for my flex. Then you're looking pretty good, right? Yeah. I could play Kittle at flex. There you, you play the double tight end. So the actual ownership right now, from what I'm seeing at tight end, oh, this is just overall. I meant to sort by tight end. You girly in there too, though. Hmm. Good God, man. So Jack Doyle is projected. Jack Doyle is projected to be the highest owned tight end right now at 24%. And, 
I can see a lot of people get, I mean, that doesn't really factor in Higby as of yet, uh, just because we got the Everett news so late that he wasn't going to play. I can imagine a lot of people will be moving to Tower Higby just for those extra savings. Like, Doyle is enough savings. But then if you can save an extra $800 on a tight end who's playing Arizona, all of a sudden you're looking pretty good. So it probably comes in around 20%. Like, Goddard will be around 10 Kelsey will be around 16 everyone else is in like the low single digits Kittle's an interesting play because no one seems to be playing him they should be I mean, he's the best player the Niners got in a game where you think uh, the Niners are going to have to score 30 points to win and they're capable of it so you figure yeah the Kittle should be heavily involved yeah I would think so I mean, can he break one out? I, I would have to say probably. Yeah, yes is probably the move. But Baltimore falls into the same trap of it's going to be another terrible weather game. All of these are going to be terrible weather games. Sure. Like no, there, that's fair. There that is, doesn't, there, you always say terrible weather doesn't preclude points being scored. I, I think freezing rain's a little bit different, but you are right on that. I wouldn't just... And they can skate to the end zone. Even better. <laughs> it's true. If your brakes were cut, you should have got here earlier. If you want to, like, if you play in a double up or a cash game this week, or you just want to veer on the side of tiebreakers, if you think that something is close, I do think the move is like to play these West Coast games, like the indie game, like because it's indoors. Uh, even the Jets and Bengals game doesn't seem to be so affected by the weather that maybe that's a game that you go to, and Rams and Cardinals for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know what to do with the Rams Cardinals game whatsoever. Well, it, it was taken off the board for a while, and it looked like Kyler Murray wasn't going to play, but now he is going to play, so the game is back on the board. I think it's back yeah, on the board. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I, minus three. I think it's probably going to be the highest-scoring game of the day. I get to start all your players on every side. I, I actually have a whole bunch of uh, golf stacks this week. Sure. Goff, Gurley, Cooks. No, uh, gir- I have no Gurley in any of these lineups. Uh, and then on the Cardinal side, I think you play all your Cardinals, too. Like, I, I think who do you play seven like, and a half is the over under. I think it goes way over that number. Really? I, the yeah. only one I can really see going over, and I'm not sure what the weather is like in the Tampa game. I assume it's not optimal, but it's probably a lot warmer in Jacksonville than it would be in, you know, Baltimore kind of go thing. on. I, that's, that's just my hot take on the situation. Uh, and like, it's not like you're playing a bunch of Browns or a bunch of Steelers anyway. That's the lowest total game of the week along with, I, I'm surprised the chargers and Broncos is 38. Is that just because drew lock is starting? Yeah, and what have you seen from the Chargers the last several weeks to make you think that they're going to go up and down the field? Well, they throw a ton of picks, which generally leads to more scoring. Sure, but then the Broncos have to be able to capitalize on that. I suppose that's true. Maybe maybe we take the over on field goals in that game. We could. This is no Auburn-Alabama game. This is going to be a low-scoring 17-13 type of game. Yeah, but if we bet on the kickers, we want our kickers to make the field goals. Sure, but I'm I'm not betting on a Chargers kicker. Why? He's the money badger. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. You 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 stand in line behind him. I'm not going to do that. Uh, did I'll you just go bet the over on field goals between the 49ers and the Ravens. Did you see? You, boy, do you think that's where the scoring is going to come in that game? Yes. Yeah, I think there. I, I think there are going to be a ton of field goals, and I've got. And by doing that, I've got Justin Tucker on my side. What do you mean you have Justin Tucker on your side? Knowing that I need him, uh, he'll probably have to make a couple, and I have the only kicker in the league I have faith that will make his kicks is him. Yeah, I actually made one Justin Tucker bet earlier this year, and he missed an extra point to cost me. I know, I know, but, you know, all things being equal, he's the only kicker I have true faith in. I do think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I think it's like a 12-6 type of game. Like, I really think it'll be low-scoring. Does it worry you that the Jets opened as three-and-a-half-point favorites and everyone bet on them, but now the spread's only three? Sure. 
I, I always thought there was going to be take back on the on the Bengals. I figured it, that's the sharp side. I mean, that it, obviously, it's got to be what's happening. That the sharp, even though the most of the money and the public, no, no, no. the the, the, mon- the the money is at, money. the money is actually on the Bengals. The overall amount of like over ninety percent of people who have bet the game have bet on the Jets, but more money is on the Bengals than the Jets. Oh yeah, the sharp money. As I said, the sharp money is on the Bengals. There's no doubt about that. I'm, uh, I'm very excited. Very excited that's for them. Thought there'd be take back on the Bengals that the, that they would be coming. It's terrifying. I mean, the Jets are the best, one of the three or four best teams in the AFC right now. But the Bengals are desperate. They're at home. They need a win. Uh, they're you know they're putting Dalton in to win. I'm shocked that AJ Green isn't playing, uh, but he isn't, so that's great news. Uh, I'm terrified. I, this is pace. I mean, we're getting to the point where the Jets could be a game back to the playoffs or so after today. So like, I'm, we're starting to get into pace mode. This happened a couple of years ago when you told me the Jets couldn't possibly make the playoffs, and then they won out and made the playoffs. So, you know, don't laugh at me. I'm going to continue to laugh at you. You can win these two in a row here against teams with a combined two wins. Five in a row if they win the next two weeks, and uh, then we go into Baltimore, and if we yeah, win which, that, all bets are off. Yeah, you're not going to win. You're, you're, it's more likely that you lose to the Bengals and Miami than beat the I Rams. am looking forward to that Thursday night game because that's when the last doubter will be converted. The last time you look forward to a primetime game with the Jets, you cried for three straight weeks. Yeah, but it's not going to happen this time. This time they're going to come out and show the whole world who the best team is. The Ravens? No, they're going to they're gonna bottle the Ravens up. I got faith in it. All right, so let me ask you. If you had to predict, I mean, you're a man of the people, so what are the people doing at running back this week, do you think? Who are the playing top? Christian McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> not all of them. Not, not all the people are playing Christian McCaffrey. There are four running backs currently projected over 20% ownership. Who do you think those four running backs are on DraftKings? Leonard Fournette? No. Not surprising. Barkley? No. Also surprising. I mean, McCaffrey is definitely one of them. McCaffrey would be number two. Uh, I would suspect that Chubb is one of them. No. Melvin Gordon is one of them. No. Well, then I don't know what people are doing. They're crazy. Uh, the top four in projected ownership this week, uh, the big three would be Jonathan Williams at number one. I don't Cri- like that. Christian McCaffrey at number two. Miles Sanders at number three. And people are digging some Philip Lindsay. I don't hate that. Uh I don't hate the Miles Sanders one either, to be frank. But like, I don't know. I don't. I'm not desperate to get them in my lineup. I mean, I, if I wasn't going to start McCaffrey or Barkley, I think I would play. Uh, I, th- I think. I think. I, I know I would play MG. Yeah, I'm playing a lot of Melvin Gordon this week. So basically, my rotation of running backs kicks off. I have McCaffrey, of course. Uh, Melvin Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell were the two that I kind of tried to pair with him, or I went to fifty one hundred dollars and bypassed that area of like the middle tier where a lot of the ownership is congregating. And I went with Ronald Jones. Jacksonville cannot stop the run. And it's a game where everyone's kind of taking the passing options on both sides or they're taking Fournette. Like Fournette's not going to be like unowned, but he's not going to be super duper owned. It just seems like Ronald Jones has taken the spot in the backfield. He's now catching passes out of the backfield. And if they can move the ball down the field, like all you need to do is for him to walk into the end zone twice. And like, you're winning the millionaire maker. I, I don't hate that at all. Is there like, would you, okay, would you play Jay Ajayi at 3000 bucks? No. Sure. I wouldn't at zero bucks. Revenge game? I don't care. No, pass. I don't know. I think if you want to get tricky, he'd be the. Oh, he's tricky, all right. If you like to trick yourself into zero DK points, he's the guy for you. Oh, he'll. You want to bet he gets more than zero DK points? No, because he could very well get a touching garbage time. You know, the Dolphins get up by, or they get down by a bunch. 
the Dolphins, sorry, then the, then he may rush a bit for the Eagles and get a few yards. But no, I don't I don't care for him this week. I'd rather Laird than him this week. Can we make that bet? Can we please make that no, bet? Ajayi versus Laird. I don't want to, no. What is it from Laird that uh, you, you think is going to work out well this week? I watched that particularly closely last week. He is so clearly the best running back they have. You were able to glean that from his three touches, one coming on special teams? But he was on the field a bunch, and he dropped what would have been essentially a touchdown uh, when they passed it to him at the three-yard line. So oh my God. the guy had potential. So bet me then. Bet me a guy who said is going to score zero DK points, who I'll take, versus your guy. No. But you've already bet me Doyle versus Johnny. I want this Go one, ahead. too. Yeah, you did. You said yes. Do the bet. But then I backed out of it. No, you didn't. You, but you already said yes. I don't care if you tried to I back out. You said that. yes. Paul, remember. did he say yes or not? Paul will be on my side. Stop being a coward, Tim. <laughs> Paul sounds like he's in rough shape. <laughs> no, Paul's in good shape. No, I'm in good shape. He's just he's just trying to keep it. You're going to play Pat uh, Tim, you realize that 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 was all. That was the was the whole Patrick Laird thing last week was a joke, right? Well, it was mostly a joke, but no, it was like, like with basically every joke, entirely. Of, with every joke there's a kernel of truth, you see. You projected him for 30 DraftKings points last week. Yeah, I was wrong about that, but he he came within a iota of a touchdown and being a reasonable enough play. All right, so the full injuries at wide receiver this week. Alshon, Tyreek, Thielen's like iffy for Monday night, so keep an eye on that. I would have put him in your flex if you have that of uh, that ability. You know, pick up Laquan Treadwell, I guess, or someone, whether it be Kyle Rudolph, Big Irv, just someone that you can fill into that you spot. Should always play your Monday night guys in flex if at all possible. Thanks, Tim. But yes, I'm, that's what I just said. In every circumstance. Yeah, that's what I just said. Can I keep going? Go ahead. I was just making an insightful point. Go ahead. You were just repeating the point that I had just made. Sometimes points need to be underscored. Okay. Nelson Aguilar will be in. Philip Dorsett appears like he'll be in. Same as Tyler Lockett. Albert Wilson will play for the Miami Dolphins. Pally Campbell will potentially be back for the Indianapolis Colts. And it does look like Mohamed Sanu might play in the Sunday night game. Eh, big deal with yeah, him. Yeah, who cares? Devin Funches uh, appears like he will not be activated in time off the injured reserve and will not return this year and out at receiver. Hunter Renfro, Deshaun Jackson, Juju, A.J. Green, Paul Richardson, Golden Tate, T.Y. Hilton, and Jakeem Grant. Um, If you had to stack any of these games that wasn't the Rams-Arizona game like you've already mentioned, which one do you think it would be? Because I have an Eagles onslaught in a couple lineups. So, of course, I don't hate that. I love Tampa Bay, too. I mean, they're always expensive to stack, but you mentioned Jones. You can make that a part of your stack. Jones, pick the receiver that you like. You should just always pick the cheaper guy. So this week, you would uh, want to roll why, with... Why, uh, do you, why do you want to play a receiver and Ronald Jones? Well, you just want to, if you just think there's going to be a surplus of points in that Tampa game, try to grab as many pieces of that offense as you can. It's just It's just common sense. Yeah, but you, you're trying to score more points than everyone else. You want to pick it in. Like, what are they going to score, 60 points? I mean, do you think it's out of the realm of possibility that Tampa scores like 45 in this game? Because I don't. Maybe. Like, I, If you're going to play Ronald Jones, I think the move is to play the guys on the other side of the ball. It's like if you play Jameis sure, and you Godwin. Play Chark and Foles. Sure. Yeah, you play Chark and Foles and then bring it back with Ronald Jones. If you play it the other way, you play Jameis and Godwin or Jameis and Evans and bring it back with Leonard Fournette. I don't think you want to have too many pieces in this game. 
Well, I don't. Well, I actually don't mind having many, teams. especially because I mean, you want to really hammer down. It's not so much to play the Monday night guys and your flex and your season long league. Why play non correlated players? Only because you think that game is going to have a ton of points, and you just want to hedge your bets as best you can. Yeah, but if you're hedging your bets, you're not going to win a tournament. You not don't necessary. win. You don't win tournaments hedging. Sometimes you can if if you just pick the right game to just put a ton of guys in. You can absolutely hit hit pay dirt. Uh, the other games that are big for me this week, in terms of like where are some cheap stacks or reasonable stacks, uh, the Titans or the Colts, I guess, if you wanted to go that way, but I wouldn't. The Titans, that, that game seems like it's going to be a foolish game. It could just be outlandish. And uh, let's see, what other one do I have underscored here? Uh, Ra- I mean, Raiders Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, the wind apparently is going to be really bad in that game for what it's worth. So great, if you can get value on a on a Raiders stack with coming back with Hill or a chief stack and coming back with Waller or something. Great. Uh, I, I, I endorse that. So I'm trying to, I'm going to look at the QB ownership right now. I'm very curious to see what Lamar Jackson's ownership is. Cause if it's not high, just play Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I just, don't like not against this matchup. Yeah, but, but no one likes him this week, but he's still Lamar Jackson that I get it. he can I rush. Get it. He, like you want to say someone can just score 45 points. The Ravens could score 45 points in this game. Well, of course they could, but I think that would be the most shocking outcome of the day. No. Against the Niners? Against this defense? It's a pass rush. That's And this offense is geared to blow up good defenses because it's just not what you see every week. You I get you. You can't practice for Lamar Jackson. His skill set is so unique. That's why teams are having, like, the second time around might be a lot different for some of these teams. But the first time they see him, I don't think they. I think they really underrate the sort of speed that he has to the outsides, and then it just throws their entire defense off. Okay, but like the Chiefs have a bad defense, and the Chiefs figured out how to beat him. So like, don't be so certain that. I mean, this guy is is great. Uh, this is not you know he's not Michael Vick in his prime. We're not quite yet anyway. Uh, I don't know. I just think the Niners are the better football team, and I think they're going to find a way when they have just too many playmakers. There's more talent on the Niners' defense than there is on the Ravens' offense. That's just the, the facts of the case. I don't know. So, they, I mean, the MVP is on one side of the ball. The not yeah, MVP the is on the other side of the ball. Yeah, the four or five best players in the game are on the, again, the Niners' defense. He, he may be the MVP. Sure, he's the favorite, but the Niners' defense still, you stack up the talent of the Ravens' offense and the Niners' defense, the scales tilt decisively in the Niners' defensive side. Yeah, but you have one guy but you have one guy who's better than all of them. He's not better than all of them. No he is one better than all of them. No one would even dream to make that case. I'm making it right He's now. Not- Lamar Jackson, better than all of them. Play them one on 11, probably win. Okay, well, then you should bet the Ravens. I did I did bet the Ravens. You, you Go ahead and pay that tax and spend too much to bet on the Ravens. You go right ahead. The value isn't there. Well, I mean, I bet them minus 14. You're so. essentially, remember when uh, Cooter saw Homer as a pigeon walking through the fa- uh, fair with money? That's what you're doing when you're betting on the Ravens this week. You're a pigeon. Really? I'm the pigeon here. Who, who's winning the picks? The Niners are my super lock for a reason. You're never going to get value like that, plus six on a team that uh, is, is, you know, one-on-one is better than any team that they face. Uh, you know, just, I, I, I just, I, I'm still incredulous that people aren't hammering the 49ers. Well, let's see. Uh, most of the money is, there's actually a reverse, no, the line has actually, yeah, there's reverse line movement in that game. People are betting on the Ravens and the line has actually dropped. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think, Vegas knows the better team in this game is getting six points and no one. Well, they're not getting six points anymore. That's the thing. Is it six and a hook now? No, it's five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I thought there's going to be big take back on the 49ers and there, there hasn't been nearly as much as I thought. Yeah, because I don't think people believe in the 49ers. Well, I mean, I don't know what else they can do. 
to prove it. Like people did not believe in them. The Packers were a very, very public side last week and they, they were out of that game in three minutes. Yeah. No, no. If the Niners win this week, I, I don't I'm, know I'm, I'm not saying that the Niners are a bad team. I think you're vastly underrating the Ravens here, though. I think the Ravens are a very good team, but they've been beaten twice and beaten by some by one bad team and by another team that's not quite as good as them, but is good. Like the, the Ravens are not the 72 Dolphins. They're not they're not indestructible, is my point. Yeah, but neither are the Niners. Niners are not. The Niners have lost one game to the real MVP, Russell Wilson. I mean, I mean, the they lost a game to Russell Wilson. I recall Lamar Jackson going in and beating the shit out of Russell Wilson in the yeah, the Seahawks were way out of way out of uh, sorts that day. I didn't see much of that game. I was flying that day. But from what I saw on the YouTubes, it looked like the, the Seahawks were just out of sorts that day. I oh, yeah, so give them a pass. It happens. Yeah, you have a bad game. Give them a pass. It's fine. I'm not giving them a pass. It's sound, it really sounds like you're giving them a pass. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I had to worship at the altar of the Baltimore Ravens. I no, I'm just saying you're just throwing dirt on the Baltimore Ravens. Da, 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 da. On, and, I mean, they, they, it was such a tough game for the Niners to beat the Seahawks. Well, the Ravens beat the Seahawks. They lost to the Seahawks. The Ravens beat the Seahawks. Yeah, but they didn't play well that day. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. The Ravens are probably going to be who I need in the AFC. Well, it's probably not going to work when the Jets beat them in three weeks. I think that could happen. See, you think a lot of crazy things. This is why you're an insane person. So Lamar Jackson projected ownership right now is around 15%. That would make him the second highest owned quarterback on the slate. So no no worries there. He's not going to go under-owned, so you don't need to just pivot onto him for no reason. Who are the quarterbacks that you do like? Let's say you were playing four sets of teams this week. That's what I did. Uh, I used Goff, I used Wentz, I used Foles, and I used Mahomes. Is there anyone else in that mix that you think you would just try to use? Tannehill. Hard to argue against him the way he's been playing and the sort of things he can do. Tannehill's a really good play. Uh, Darnold is a really good play. Playing against a terrible team, and uh, you know, he's great. He's been great the last few weeks. Uh, you're paying a premium now, so I don't know that he's going to be very well owned. But uh, Tannehill's a play. And then, like week after week, Kyle Allen's so risky because, like, you can have what he had last week, and if you have a week like that from him last week, you're going to win your league probably or do very well, but like he could also just come out and be completely trash. Now the Redskins are a bad team. I mean, he didn't so, even have that good of a week last week. Did he? He had a pretty good DK. We could get three or four touchdowns. He had, 20, touchdowns he, had, he had 23 DK points. I think that made him 13th in QB scoring. Great. At that price for what, what is he like? 5,500 quarterback. Like that's I'll take that out of my QB seven times out of seven and twice on Sunday. He had basically the best game he was going to have. And he scored 23 points. That's not good. I, I think it is good, though, because you know you're playing McCaffrey, too. Jo- Josh yeah. Allen just scored the same amount of points and threw a touchdown. Okay, but Josh Allen isn't available this week. No, I, I get that, but, like, Josh Allen had, like, a bad game and scored this many points. Trubisky scored more than this this week. Like, if, I, you're, I, if you yeah. get 23 out of your quarterback, you're dead in tournaments. That's not true. It is. Uh, you are dead. You're Not only you're not dead, if you get it out of a cheaper quarterback, you have a better chance to win than not. But he's not even particularly cheap. He's 5,500. Like you're better off. You're better off playing Dalton. I don't agree with that. Dalton's even cheaper, and Dalton is better. Dalton's cheaper, but he's not better, and the Jets are going to lock him down. All right. So if you take, you know, forty-seven hundred dollars against probably one of the worst secondaries in football, that that seems like a much better proposition. I don't. I don't like it. Of course you don't, but you're also sweating this guy who's apparently not any good. I'm terrified. This makes no sense. You realize this. 
I don't. You, you don't. You don't like Dalton, but you can't sleep because you're scared of the Bengals. Yes. It's called attention. It's called what? Your demand. You want attention. This is what no, you're going two, on about. These two things are intention. I I agree, but that's just how the world works. I mean, I think you should just like stop cheering for sports teams. No, it's, it, I can't. It, it, it's it's really been a detrimental effect on your life. It certainly has. It's not going to get better. <laughs> um, so at tight end, all of the injuries, we kind of spelled out who the people to play are and who the people to play are not, at least on DraftKings. You can stream those guys into your lineups if you really want to. But Zach Ertz does appear like he's going to play as of right now. He could be declared inactive at 1130. But even if he does play, you're going to have a hard time trusting him. If he's your only guy in a season-long league, then, yeah, you probably have to roll him out there. Hopefully he catches a touchdown and you're good to go. But if you play him on DraftKings, like, this is a spot where if the he could re-aggravate the injury. We saw that happen with Thielen like three weeks ago when you're, yep. dealing, with, when you're dealing with a hamstring. Or they could get up by a bunch because they're favored by 10 points and they just sit him because they don't want him to re-aggravate the injury. So uh, where would you move him down in the overall tight end rankings this week? Do you think? Would you rather play Greg Olson or Zach Ertz? I would rather play Olson. Would you rather play Waller or Ertz? Waller. Griffin or Ertz? Griffin. Okay. Would you play Hollister or Ertz? Hollister. Would you play Higby or Ertz? Ertz at that point. Would you play Goddard or Hurt or Ertz? In DraftKings? No, just in your season-long lineup. Oh, I would play Goddard. I hate you, it though. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. So I'm going to drop him outside of the top 10, put him behind Dallas Goddard. I'm going to move ahead of Jacob Hollister. There we go. I think I've got it all figured in the uh, in the rankings right now. Defenses. You said you paid up at defense. Who'd you go with? Eagles? Yeah, and actually I had to end and then I ended initially I had paid uh, down for the the Eagles, but now I'm going to pay up for uh, or I'm going to pay way down for the Giants. Yeah, I like the Giants at nineteen hundred bucks. And nineteen hundred in a game where just too many crazy things can happen. Yeah, especially especially if you get especially if you get that slick field. That's it. You you're risking two, three, five points or nothing on your defense, but it's also nineteen hundred bucks and it frees up some cash. So like it freed me up enough cash that I could go and uh, and grab Derrick Henry as my uh, as my flex. Yeah, I mean, if you played, like, this is why I want to get back with Ajayi for a second. Now, this might cap you somewhere else, but you could play Ajayi, Doyle, and Giants defense, and then you would have all the money in the world left over. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's fine. If I still do not like Ajayi, I would look for some other guy at that price, but opening up that cash is, is well worth it. So uh, the my cheat sheet's up on DKPlaybook.com right now if anyone wants to go check it out. So the rotation of wide receivers that I use this week is I'm still going to use a bit of Devontae Adams just because I think people will talk themselves out of him. I think he's the safest bet on the Packers side of the ball. I wouldn't go overboard on it. I think I have him in two of 12 lineups. The guys that I mainly built around were Chark. Cortland Sutton, Alshon Jeffrey, Sterling Shepard, and Auden Tate. Um, and you can pay up for whoever you want. If you're doing a golf stack, you can pay for Cooper Cup or Cooks or Woods or whoever. If you're doing Mahomes, you might want to use Tyreek Hill. But just objectively trying to fill in the pieces of your team, those are the guys that I like this week. I really like Chark, even with like the shakier weather. I think he's in for a nice spot here. I, listen, it's hard to argue against any player against the Buccaneers because 
I mean, Chark is obvious. Chark was at least for a while, like a goal line receiver. He just seemed to have a knack for it. And the Buccaneers are, I mean, Jameis is going to have minimum two turnovers. So there's opportunities for red zone op, uh, for passes. Yeah. So defenses, you like the Eagles and you like the Giants. I actually like both of those as well. Uh, the I like two- the Eagles, Giants. If you are inclined to pay up, I mean, I got nothing against you trying to go uh, and grab the, the, uh, the, the Jets. I shouldn't even have said that, but I, I got nothing against you trying to grab the Jets because the Bengals are terrible. And I got nothing against going to grab the Titans since the Colts, as you mentioned, are pretty bereft at uh, skill position this week. Yeah, but the, all they're going to do is just try to run the ball just like Tennessee is going to do. Like the under in that game is probably the move. I don't think it's a big fantasy defense scoring game. It may not be, and that's why I'm I'm not buying them. But I'm saying, like, where else are you going to buy? If you if you think Drew Locke is trash, that's the thing. The I, yeah, I think the chart, like, because you keep talking about pay up. Like the Eagles are the pay up defense. Sure, they are, and I mean, I guess the Panthers are too. But like, no, I, no. I, I don't know if I would use them. I think it's going to be a lot of running as well. Like Eagles and Steelers. Like Steelers against the Browns seems to be just being overlooked by everybody. But the Steelers still have an awesome defense. Sure, they do, and the Browns offense is not nearly as good as people think it is in their minds. So, so the chargers at 3,100 bucks, I'm on board with you. So Eagles or chargers above 3000 giants, at the very bottom. I do like the chiefs at 2,700 bucks as well. Sure. I got nothing against that. You don't want to play like the Raiders against the chiefs. You love the Raiders. Not this week. I mean, I, the Raiders got exposed last week. I mean, and, and this is just a really tough matchup. The Raiders the last several years have had real trouble against Kansas city. So it's hard to ever get behind them. It didn't stop you earlier this year when you teased, when you did a teaser against Kansas city. Oh no. And that actually, I mean, the Raiders shot them out for three of the four quarters. Like it wasn't even that terrible of a play and they still didn't cover or come close. Like the Raiders played great for 75% of that game against that offense and still didn't do much. Yeah. But they did score four touchdowns in one quarter in that game. They, they did. Oh, I don't know if you mentioned Tyreek Hill, but I don't particularly like him this week. I even people say he's fine. He's 100%. I don't believe that. And so I would be avoiding him. I mean, in your season long, you got to play him. But in DK, I wouldn't touch him. It's a, well, I mean, he's, su- he's super expensive. Like, if you're going to pay the 8900 bucks, you might as well find the money and just play McCaffrey. But well, this is it, right? I, I, I do think that there is merit to any time that Tyreek Hill is yeah. on a slate. Um, and you're playing like, if you're not playing, like obviously in the cash game, you're not playing Tyree kill at that price, but if you're no. playing like 10 tournament lineups, find a way to get him into two of them because Tyree kill is like the most common person on GPP winning teams. Like if he has a good week, he tends to score like three touchdowns. It's like the three of hearts. Yes. The most common card. It is. It is a very common card. Uh, any props that you liked? I haven't really like perused yeah. the props. There weren't too many, but I did have a couple. Uh, let me pull them back up. You can see when I close my internets from the sound. Anyway, you closed your internets, did you? I, I did because I'm I'm not bright. Let's see here. One did of them was field. No, it wasn't. It was. Why don't you go first while I pull them up? I I wasn't even like really scanning for everything. I was trying to look at Auden Tate numbers. I really like Auden Tate against the Jets. It just he's been getting a boatload of targets. No AJ Green. No one to really stop him. Dalton back. Uh, he's three and a half for overall receptions, but he's only forty five and a half for total yardage. That's pretty good. That is good. Oh, here we go. Passing yardage. Jackson under two hundred four point five. I like that. Two hundred four point five. That's so low. Yeah, but, you know, the Niners' path to victory in this game was him running a ton and Ingram running a ton 
and uh, then catching short passes on the goal line to beat them. I don't think you're going to beat the Niners long on the field. Uh, I think you're going to beat them on the ground on the field and throwing in close, in my opinion. So I think the under 204 is is a pretty reasonable play. How about Jameis over? Remember we were trying to bet the Jameis over rushing yards last week, but it wasn't offered. Yes. Um, so it is offered this week. It's 15 and a half. Yeah, I think I would. I would lean the over on that. So Jameis, the past five weeks, has had 38, 23, 48, and 53 rushing yards. Pretty good. Yeah, he's sneakily piling up like almost a touchdown a game on the ground in terms of yardage. It's negating all of his turnovers, and then you're just left with all the passing. So I like the over on Jameis. I like that. I like the over in total rushing yards between the Packers and the Giants. It's 224 and a hook. I think the over comes in. Don't worry that Barkley, like, sucks. I would against most teams. I think the Packers are so bad up front that I expect him to crack 100 yards for certain. And the Packers have darn good players who can run too. And you mix add mix that with adverse weather conditions. I just think it's an interesting play. Yeah, I'm gonna keep and I like the under. I like the under McCaffrey rushing yards too. It's 98 and a half. I, I actually think he goes under that today. Really? How come? Just I don't see him. I think the Niners get up, or sorry, the Panthers get up big and I don't see him running a ton. I see them giving to other people. I think they never I, do that though. Yeah. But you know what he see, I don't know why, but it seems to me he breaks his big ones on little dump passes, not on the ground. And I don't know, just, I don't think he rushes for a hundred yards today. I think he gets a well over 150 or 175 yards, maybe combined, but not rushing. I just don't see it. I think it's too many yards for him. I, I would say it goes the other way for him in games where they like they jump up and it depends on how you think this game is going to go, obviously. But in losses, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, that's when he tends to see his targets or in close games In games that they've won by a bunch. He doesn't really get many catches or targets. Fair enough. So like, I, when I, they, I, like when they stomped Arizona, four targets in that game. When they beat up on Tennessee, three targets in that game. But like when they lost to Tampa Bay, six. When they lost to the Rams, uh, 11. Last week when they lost to the Saints and they were down most of that game, nine. When they got stomped by Atlanta, 15. So it's a trickier situation with that. So then are you advocating just pivoting off them all together? No, I like. I think he can do it all on the ground. I'm just saying I wouldn't bet the under on rushing yards. I'd probably, I, I'd be, I'd be more inclined to bet the under on five and a half receptions than I would on uh, under rushing yards. I think you make a fine case, but I stand by. I do not think he's cracking a century against the Redskins. What is total? You know, and you mentioned that I like that rushing yards idea in that Giants and okay. Packers game. I've got that line. I've got them all up. Which game did you want to know about? No, I just wanted to see what are rushing rushing attempts for Saquon Barkley over 17 and a half. That feels like it goes over. Yeah, unless he gets hurt. I don't for envision how he doesn't break that. Saquon 17 and a half over. It's, it just, I, what's he been around? Because he keeps getting like 10 yards a week. So, I mean, I, I. Well, he had 13 against the Jets. I know that. Yeah, and the Jets do have a good run defense, so I guess that makes some they're, sense. Let's see. Good he actually is only, he hasn't gone over 17 since he's come. He did against the Lions, but 14. He had 17 last week. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that's that's a good number then. Trickier than I would have expected. 
Yeah, I think on Thursday, a couple of us were shocked that the over under for Evan or for uh, Thomas catches was nine and a half. That seemed ridiculously high, but that's it, actually what been averaging. Yeah, it's been nine and a half almost every single week. I was three for three on props on Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, I didn't have that great. We had a, we had Bill's money line plus two forty three props. The only one I lost was Jaden Graham first touchdown. If I had just bet it Jaden Graham first Atlanta touchdown, then I would have been a big winner. I, mean, I, I lost with the Cowboys, but I guess in some ways we've won because now the Buffalo's in, we can go heavy against them in the first round. Like we know we're going to get them in the playoffs, and we can bet heavily against them in a game where the the line will be too short. I don't know. It depends on who they play. Like if they play the Maybe Texans, we well, we know it's either going to be the Chiefs or the Texans. If they play the Texans, they probably beat the Texans. If they play the I, Chiefs, I they get they get mollywhopped by the Chiefs. I don't think they'd get destroyed by both teams. I don't think so, like, especially because Houston can't block. Mm-hmm. Well, the next time Buffalo beats a good team will be the first time they do that. I mean, they beat the Jets, who you already proclaimed was a good team. And in a game where the Jets were up 16-0, uh, and, Sam, yeah, yeah. and if Sam hadn't been sick, we'd be in the playoffs. Okay, so Josh Allen turns the ball over four times, and they still win the game because the Bills because are back. Because Sam wasn't feeling good. So if he had been healthy, the Jets would have run away with that ball game, and they'd be the five seed with a bullet right now. Paul, do you I want to chime in on this? I don't want to go over this. It makes me hurt. My heart hurt to think about it. You're an enabler, Tim. No, I'm not. He's been really good the last few weeks, but they've been playing trash teams. So, um, yeah, you just you just continue to stay away from my bills, and everything is okay because we're doing we're doing very. Actually, one thing I did want to ask you from earlier is you said that the Jets are one or the third or fourth best team in the AFC. So I would like you to rank the teams in the AFC right now. Sure, New England. Baltimore, Kansas City, Jets. So you were considering that the Jets, so that the Chiefs are worse than the Jets is what you were considering. That was that was your little toss-up there. For a moment. You guys lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, I know. But With Sam. Sam. With Sam. After, know, in, we, after that, injury. That's because the league completely attempted to shatter his confidence by allowing that video to be played of him, quote-unquote, seeing ghosts and actively helping to submarine our season. Are the, Bills, are the Bills still losing out? Well, they probably should. I mean, they're gonna, you think they're going to beat Baltimore next week? I mean, if, if, the, if the vaunted uh, okay, New York no, Jets no, can, beat, can, can unlock the key, I don't <laughs> see why Buffalo can't do it. Fine. Buffalo, 9-3 Buffalo, still not getting any of Tim's respect, but we, we the, the Bills Mafia appreciates your uh, being down on the Buffalo Bills this year. It's been well, great. Well, then don't criticize and upbraid me and hector me for saying bad things about them then. Did you're you right. You change no, no, no. I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm on. You're right. Buffalo have Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and New England. They're not going to win any of those games. Perfect. And then they finish here with the Jets. They're not going to win that game either. So it's four straight losses. All right. All right. Nine it's and- over. Nine, nine and seven will get us in, though. We're in. Best, nine and seven probably will because you've won some tie break. But then you'll have lost one to the Steelers in that stretch. So maybe not. And those are all AFC games, and those are four AFC losses. So, uh, Duck, are you, where, are you on board with Duck Hodges this week? Is it, uh, are, well, is, are you making the, the Duck well, call? No, it, Paul, you're forgetting the optimal outcome of this entire situation, that the Jets continue to win and knock off all these other weirdo yep. AFC teams along the way, and it propels the Browns to get into the playoffs. Yeah. That that is the best case scenario. 
I don't know if that's the best case scenario or the Jets losing the next two weeks to the Cincinnati Dolphins and the Miami or Tim to the to Cincinnati and the Dolphins. Tim is unknowingly cursing the the Browns into the playoffs right now. Well, the Steelers are going to provide us a coup de gras this week. We won't have to worry about the Browns anymore. It would be awesome if they lost to the Bengals and Dolphins, but then beat the Ravens. That would be great. I'm telling you, going into next I mean, this time next year, we're going to have a playoff spot sort of locked up the way Buffalo does. We're going to have nine or ten wins by this time next year. All right. So I want to let everyone out there know that the rankings are up on DKPlaybook.com. You can also find them in the description of this video and or podcast. Uh, if you like this video right now, which you should do, and... Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, not the live chat, the comment section. Tell me who the slate breaker for week 13 is going to be. You will be in a draw for 20 DK dollars. If you want to start loading your questions into the live chat right now, that's where you get them in. Tim will go over the rules here in a second. If you want to get into a draw for 60 DK dollars, here's what you do. You subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. You download the episodes. You leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, and something you enjoy about the show, and you will be in the draw for 60 DK K dollars. The rankings are all updated on DKPlaybook.com. My betting cheat sheet is up there. Our picks for the week are up there. And the DraftKings cheat sheet is up there. If you're looking for any of that stuff, it's all up there. All right? DKPlaybook.com. I want to say goodbye to the audio listeners. Good luck in week 13. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.